I get this really cool opportunity every month in that I teach coaching. And when I teach my monthly coaching, I do life coaching and business coaching, and we bring in a live studio audience because it is so much easier for me as a teacher to talk to people versus talking to a camera. And I have this great opportunity to chat with these women every time when coaching wraps, we end up talking about business or life or raising babies or our marriages, like this whole, and it finally occurred to me, I'm sorry, it took me seven months, but it finally occurred to me to keep the audio on, to keep the cameras rolling, to grab that content because these conversations are real women talking about the real stuff that we're going through. And so in this week's episode of the Rise Podcast, I thought I would bring you conversations from coaching. These are real business owners, real mamas who are asking questions about things like work-life balance and identity and how do you show up as a working mom at work and feel really confident? How do you show up as a mama and not feel guilty that you're not at work? Like, how do you manage all of these things? We talked about shame. Um, and when you're moving from a traditional job into something else, like, we honestly, we covered all the things. And I'm so grateful for these women for sharing their stories and showing up in this space authentically. And I know that you are going to get something out of the conversation. So if you like today's episode, I hope that you will take a screenshot and share it on your social with your community so that they can check it out too. And if you have any ideas for Rise episodes you'd love to hear from me about, uh, comment on my social and let me know what you would like to talk about. But without further ado, here is a chat with the ladies from Coaching. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is The Rise Podcast. I just love real business owners as opposed to sort of like me thinking that I know what the answer is that you need. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can we? Great. Yeah. Does anyone have a question? I do. Yeah, uh, it's it. social media, actually. So you were talking about the CTA call to action. Um, how do I go about showing the passion about what I do mm-hmm. without sounding too promotional? So is there, to me, it would be then about the passion of either the ingredients you're using or the style, like you're, you're passionate about the product, mm-hmm. but not maybe about the sell. Um, and you do have to actually ask people, like, right, mm-hmm. we're in business and we want them sure. to, what, what I would do in your case is I would be using social as a way to build my email list. Mm-hmm. So, hey, to get more ideas and, and hopefully you were part of the email and if not, we can send you that, mm-hmm. that month. But um, building up that email list, mm-hmm. that's really the place where you can sell without it being so in their face, without it feeling like, man, all your, you keep over and over kind of asking us to do it. Um, so I want all forward facing content for people to just be service. 
Uh, so that let's say you're a new follower. You've never heard of me before. I don't want you to be able to go to my feed and see me trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. So if we're asking you to do a CTA, it's in an Insta story where there's a swipe up, like, hey, go check this out on the website, or it's an email. Um, so I would just be really passionate about the product. And then if you want to get my favorite, like every Sunday I send out a new recipe. I don't know. I'm making this up. Every Sunday I send out a new dip recipe. Um, you're much fancier than that, but that's what I would do. <laughs> and I send a new dip breast me every Sunday. And if you want, in the e- here's where you sign up. Mm-hmm. And then within that email is like, here's the dip recipe. And then here's just a CTA at the bottom. Hey, I'm, I only have three more slots for holiday parties. We're filling okay. up quick. Like, please hit me up. You want it if you want more information. Okay. But your passion is what will sell you. Your, mm-hmm. your passion for your service or your food or the beauty, like I haven't seen your work, but just guessing is like, here's what it is. Here's why I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to follow you because I'm like, Oh, I never knew we could care so much about prickly pear, but I I do now because she does. So just focus on the product, not the call to action. Okay. Yeah. How do you, um, it's kind of in regards to social media, but more of like a personal question. Yeah. how do you balance like putting out like I feel like social media can kind of be your identity like it's like totally people can get sucked into it and I know I can absolutely how do you like balance not finding your identity or feeling like you're like influenced by like what people are saying or what they're not saying yeah like I mean I'm sure that applies yeah I know business because it's your brand in all aspects yeah like I struggle with that um so well, I get, I'll answer this and then you tell me if I'm, this is what you meant. So 100% Rachel Hollis is a persona. Right. Because like there is, if you hung out with me in real life and you follow my social, there you, there's no difference. Like with the person that you see on Instagram is the person you'd hang out with on my porch. Yeah. But I say it's a persona because it's being consumed by someone who doesn't know me personally. And so the first thing I understand is that you have your perception of me and however you first found me is how you perceive me to be. So lots of times people will get upset or they don't like something I said or they're because they thought I was one way and then I said something that stepped outside of what they perceived me to be. And so I can get really emotional about that and get my feelings hurt about it or I can just understand that that's a part of this business mm-hmm. and let it go. Is that what you meant? Like other people or you more mean personally social media affects you? Yeah, I think like I'm curious about like how do you not find your identity in social media and just like in in like the brand, which is a business, but it's also you. You know, it's who you are. Yeah, um... Uh, so it's, I Maybe it is, it is a part of your identity. It is. Yeah. I mean, the business is, is there's so much of me. I think maybe for all of us as business owners, like I'm so proud of this business that I built. It's such a huge part of my life and I love it. Right. I love, I love being a business owner. I love it. Um, but I don't, but it's not, it's absolutely not my identity because yeah really if it all went away tomorrow like I'm still me I don't need that thing doesn't define me um I'm trying to I I guess uh it probably when I when I speak um I say this a lot in keynote speeches and people are always surprised I don't consume social media Mm -hmm. so the truly I there's a couple of people that I follow on Instagram 
like The Rock, <laughs> that I will go look at their feeds specifically because he inspires me so much. Like he just works so hard. And when I'm like having a day where I don't want to go work out, I'll legitimately go look at his feet and be like, oh, he like put a truck on his back and did push-ups. <laughs> like you can go on a run. Yeah. Um, and then I will consume, you know, on Instagram where you can go to discover the little search. Mm-hmm. I, so I go there and I click humor and I just look at memes that make me laugh. Mm-hmm. It's truly the only social that I consume because, um, I, because I'm a public persona, so often I would be scrolling through Instagram and because I follow my own hashtags, like I follow like girl stop apologizing so I could like, like it if you are showing the book. Um, at the end of last year I kept, I would scroll and then all of a sudden it would be someone using my hashtag to write something nasty about me. And I wish I could tell you that I was like so ethereal and nothing hurt my feelings, but it really did. And I kept thinking, I'm going to get a thick enough skin where I don't care. But the truth is, I'm not. And so I just thought, you know what? You don't have to consume this. It's also why I encourage people to schedule rather than post inside platform. Because when you're inside platform, it's so easy to get sucked in. And none of us have enough time. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to go on Instagram and program and then be like, oh, let's see. And all of a sudden, I've lost 45 minutes. So um I think if you feel like it's something you're struggling with, don't consume it. And yeah. you really don't have to consume social to use it well for your business. Right. My question is, is that, has there been times in your business that you're putting something out there on social and you're doing it in such a way that's different than what your industry is doing? So right now in my industry, a lot of boutiques, it is just sell, 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 mm-hmm. sell, one after another. Yeah. I want to build a brand. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be another shop that's just pushing product on Yeah. I think that 100%. I think part of the reason that I don't like people on social, I think it's incredible to get inspired. Like if there's someone you're like, man, they're really killing it. When I think of retail, I always think of, or online retail, I always think of Three Bird Nest. Do you know them? Three Bird Nest, if you're not following them, I think they do it really well Um, just because they're always sharing their clothes in a way that make you want to follow even if you're not going to buy anything. And then all of a sudden you're like, maybe I do need a halter top. I don't know. Um, So Three Bird Nest. But um, I think it's important to follow other people's feeds if you need inspiration. But I'm at a place or I've just gotten to a place where it's like, I don't even want to see what someone else is doing because I don't there. I don't think there. I don't think any of us have competition. I know that sounds silly. I think there's enough business to go around. I think there's enough money to go around. And I think the kind of person who hires you as a real estate agent, real estate agent, might not hire Jack as a real estate agent. Right. Like when I was a wedding planner, I had a really specific style, and the kind of person that hired me didn't hire my friend because. I was more funky. She was more like polished and conservative. And there was, a, there's a, there's customers for us all. So I don't tend to, I don't worry about what anyone else is doing. I worry about what works, like paying attention to your analytics and what they're responding to. It doesn't matter if everybody else is doing those things. If you know that your audience really resonates here. And hopefully as a, you know, with the boutique, you're using both email and social as like a one-two punch to serve her well, to show her content, and then still have that call to action. Did that answer your question? Yeah. So I have a question. So I represent a brand in my business, Mm -hmm. but I'm also a face as a consultant Mm -hmm. to like try to inspire people to buy my product or buy the product that I'm representing for the brand. So sometimes I feel like it's hard to 
find my target audience in some cases, though I really want them to buy it for me because they're buying it for me because I provide something that somebody else over here doesn't 100%. provide, right? But then there's also the brand part that I feel like making sure that I'm on line with the brand and I believe in the brand, which is yeah. why I represent the brand yeah. and their products. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes it's a weird balance because it's not like just like, she's a caterer. That's her yeah. business. Yeah. She's her products. Yeah. And she, now you're, it's another piece. Yeah. Sure. Um, so one of the things I always suggest to people who are doing direct sales or MLM is really as much as you possibly can be creating your own content. So it is, you're using the product, you're talking about the brand, but you're doing it in your voice, your way, your style, because what will happen is, you know, um, home office will send out, you know, this, the collateral that you're allowed to use for the summer sale, but then we're all seeing that on 25 different people's feeds. So it, you absolutely get lost in the noise because I've seen that photo three times now right. versus you making that your own in some cool and unique way. Like here are my, you know, the top 10 things that you need to buy at summer sale or the one thing that I would suggest you buy. Um, I don't even know if they have a summer sale, but you get my <laughs> yeah. idea is like, you see what corporate did and then make your own version of that. So maybe they did an image of a, you know, bright red lipstick. Like, could you take that as inspiration and then do you in the bright red right. lipstick? Because I don't buy the product from you because I like, if I'm your sister, like I'm buying it from you because you're my sister. I'm not buying it from you because I just was like jonesing for right. that. So exactly. we want to see it in your way. And you really, truly have your own perspective that you bring to this that nobody else brings to this. I was thinking um, when we were at Rise in Dallas, I had the opportunity to talk to a gal who had actually come for um, life coaching, I think. And she was telling me the story of a nonprofit that she's building. It was like the most amazing, like validating, beautiful story of this nonprofit that she's building for her son, who is seven and has pretty severe special needs. And she was saying she can't take him anywhere because um, he's in a wheelchair, but she can't, he's in diapers and he's seven years old and there's no changing station for a seven-year-old. And she's saying, she's bawling. She's like, and I can't, I'm not going to put my son on the ground. And so she's like, and you just keep saying like, you, if you see a problem, like you do the thing, you build it, whatever. And so she started this nonprofit to put changing stations for adults in the major place that she lives in San Antonio. So like in the basketball arena and the baseball stadium. And so that families like hers can go and do something they've never been able to do before, which is go to a sporting event, yeah. right? That's amazing. Yeah. But she's Tracy's her name. Tracy's telling me the story. And I'm like, only Tracy can build this business. Only Tracy. Because she had a very unique perspective. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know this was something you were struggling with. So we have these ideas or we have our own perspective, our own unique way of doing real estate or selling clothes or beauty or catering. And we think, ah, oh, someone else is, you know, someone else already did the thing or someone. It's like, no, like your unique, weird, special way, the thing that you do that nobody else does only you can build the business that you're building and there's power in you owning your way, whatever it is. Because if, when you like stand in who you are, you will find other people who are like, oh, that's exactly what I was looking for. So hopefully that answers your question. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Are there any, anything else? So I had a question. Yeah. What do you think of looping? I keep seeing a lot of people doing looping on Instagram. It's where you go to someone's page oh, and then they loop yeah. you to try to get followers. Yeah. And it seems very like 
you know, you want a quality follower, maybe yeah. a quantity, you know, because yeah. ultimately you want people to engage with totally. you and the right people yeah. that, who are your community. Yeah. So that was really popular a couple of years ago. I'm sure it still exists, but I know like back in the day, it was something that we thought about doing where it would be like a thousand dollar Nordstrom's gift card. You had to follow these 10 people and you could get a bunch of stuff, but it's exactly what you're saying. It's not like you could all go buy followers right now. And you, it will make you look fancy because your Instagram numbers will go up and those followers won't do anything for your business. Like someone who's actually genuinely interested in what it is you have to sell, one person is way more powerful for you financially than 500 people who just are like fake Instagram accounts. So I think it's like we have to be really mindful of not doing things for show not doing things to impress people, not like there's lots of people. I don't know if you remember several years ago, Instagram cut down on bots, like on fake accounts. And then you saw all these celebrities who lost millions of followers and everyone was like, it wasn't even real. Like you bought these followers and it, it just, it's so dumb. It doesn't actually do anything. So don't let the number of followers be the definition. Like how's your business doing? What's your engagement on the things that you're putting up? Focus on that. Because people will obsess over dumb things like that and do all of it. Like even the person asking, how do I grow my Instagram followers? Like, man, as a business owner, don't ask how you grow your Instagram followers. Ask how you effectively build a business using the 10 followers that you have. Because one makes you look fancy and one actually makes you money. And I think as owners, like we need to focus on what actually is going to move the needle to change my life to give me more money to invest, to change my family's life, not what impresses the girls from college. I've got my kids that I need and want to pour into. Mm -hmm. I'm also trying to run a business and be all those things that you are when you run a business to all the people in your business and everything. And balancing how you do both of those things yeah. and don't kind of what you were saying about like, you're at home thinking about the office and at work mm -hmm. thinking about your kids or whatnot. and how to kind of give your all to both worlds yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, how yeah. to do that and just find that, find the balance, well, I guess. So, which, you know, I, for me, I think the hard part is I, I really love working. It's my hobby, mm -hmm. which like you kind of don't get if, it, if your work isn't your hobby. And so people are always like, oh, I can't believe you're working during nap time on a Saturday. But that what I don't know what else to do I'm not like I'm not the kind of person and Dave's just like can you just relax but I'm like this feels fun to me so I I guess my intention and I think even just setting that intention for yourself what is the intention what kind of mom do I want to be what kind of worker do I want to be and so I think when I'm with them I want them to know I'm on there mm -hmm. and I, one thing I feel like I have trained myself really well on is like my, my phone is down and part of it was giving up social media consumption because that's what was distracting me. Really the only thing I do would be like looking at Instagram or reading and I'm not going to read if I'm anymore. Like I'm not going to read if I'm with them. Mm -hmm. And so the phone was just too easy of a distraction. Yeah. So honestly, I don't, it's not with me. And mm -hmm. even if, cause I'm tired, frankly. So a lot of times for me, spending time with them is like, you guys can really on the couch and watch a movie because that's yeah. kind of all the energy I have. But my kids, don't, they just want to be with me. Right. They don't need me to like build a sandcastle. <laughs> they just want me in the room doing the thing they're doing. And so um, when I'm with them, I want to be with them. And then when I'm at work, 
I want to really give it all at work. And I think the key is not feeling guilty when you're in the, it's like being present where you're present because the guilt, again, I I think I, um, a lot of big changes in my life happened because I just thought I don't want to live like this. And I'm always going to be a working mom. Like I just, this is me. I love to work. This is going to be my jam. And I don't want to be a working mom that feels shame about it. And I don't want to teach them that because surely some of my kids are going to want to stay at home and like kill it, live it, Mm -hmm. do it. Like that's an amazing choice. But if I do have a kid who wants to be a working parent, I don't want them to remember how mom did it, but mom always beat herself up about it. And so if I want, I just think like if I want them to have that as their story later, then I have to live that as my truth now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not something that happens instantly, but it is something that you can you can choose. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like you have to write yourself notes and maybe you have to put an alarm on your phone and maybe you just have to keep doing little clues that remind you, boop. We're going we're gonna to have joy in this journey. We're mm-hmm. going to be present in this moment. We're going to be... And I think when you can really be present, particularly, I think it's when you're present with them successfully that makes you better able to go to work and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. So um, I guess where I maybe struggle with it a bit is when I'm... Like, if I'm tired. You know, if you're tired mm-hmm. and you're coming home from something. <laughs> frankly, even if you... Like, even if you're you're just like, freak, I'm tired from yeah. these five kids. <laughs> You want me to be with these five kids, right? So um, that that's probably when I um, make the biggest, I don't want to say mistakes, but when I feel like, oh, I didn't like show up well in that place. Um, one of, uh, a daily practice that I love is asking yourself, you know, I'm big on my morning routine, but asking myself, um, like, what is, like, who do I want to be today? Or what is it that I want to accomplish today? And then the follow-up question is, what might get in my way? So um, on coaching, I did it this morning. So on coaching, it usually says the same thing. So what it'll say for me is like the intention today is like, I want to like be the best, like teach whatever I have and do the best job with these students and be right. What might get in my way? Exhaustion. Mm -hmm. So I know in advance that being tired is what is probably going to throw me off for the second coaching session. Because first, I'm fine. But second, Mm -hmm. you get tired. So then if I know that, I will plan the day. This sounds silly, but not. Like, what snack did I have in the morning? What? I, I, like, I'm this crazy. Like, I ate my salad at lunchtime, and then I perfectly timed the supplement that I was going to take, like my vitamins, so that it would kick in right when I started with you guys. I purposely did not have any caffeine in the afternoon (laughs) because even though it would have, like, given me a little extra, like, something Mm -hmm. for this, it also means that I would have got home to Noah and I would have been tweaking out and then I wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight. So I, but, but just the prompt of that question first thing in the morning will help me set out my day. And even, um, sorry, this is like way longer of an answer than you wanted. Um, <laughs> even writing out the calendar for your day. So, um, I, like I, I, I sound crazy when I say this, but like I wrote out today the time of day I would have my snacks the time I would have my lunch, I wrote out the workout I was going to do. I wrote, I, wrote, I wrote out that when I leave here on the way home, so I have an hour to get home in traffic, mm-hmm. that I'm going to call my best friend. So I was like, oh, I haven't connected mm-hmm. with her in a minute. So I like it sounds very not spontaneous, but that intention in the morning is how mm-hmm. I am able to like show up in all the ways that I want to. So I get to lay my head on the pillow at night and go, yeah, you did a pretty good job. Yeah. 
So hope that helps. Yeah, definitely. Well, and having all that structure and frankly, the control over your own time and yeah. the day and all of yes. that makes Super, it all yeah. more manageable. I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I'll follow up to that. What about when, like, I am meticulous about, I know I have to get up at 5 a.m. so that I can do these things before they get up. And then when they get home from school, we have this, this, and this. But then think, like, unexpectedly sick. My husband gets called out of town. I mean, he travels mostly, but like, on, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm leaving from the office to the airport. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you, like, I struggle to get back from that. Yeah. Like, that will, it messes, it messes me up. And then I don't want to get up the next day. Yeah. I'm exhausted. And then I'm worried, oh, I didn't, I didn't do this. Now I'm behind on this. Yes. So for me, that's why the morning routine for me is so sacred. Because if everything else goes to hell in a handbasket, I will always start the day again the same way. So that even make this shift for yourself. It's not about achieving everything that you laid out in morning routine. It's just about achieving morning routine. If you decide what your morning routine is and that was the only mission you had, whatever happens, I get up tomorrow and I do the same thing again, that habit is so ingrained in me. I did not want to work out this morning. I absolutely did it. I like, frankly, just candidly, I just did rise. Like rise and you were there, it's exhausting. It's three days, it's so many hours, I'm tired, I'm still tired. And I did it and kind of how my schedule is, is like I got a couple days and then I was back at work. And then code, like this is hard. So there's this part of my brain, which like you're not supposed to admit because there's just supposed to be like all the, right? <laughs> there's this part of my brain that's like, I just did that thing and now I gotta do this thing. And so it would be so easy for me to stay in that place. And it would be so easy for me to like start to feel some kind of um, pity about the change last minute or he called up, called up, you know, I had the plan, but then you got called out of town. It's not my fault that it all went to hell. Like I had a plan, right? So it's very easy to feel that pity and then kind of cling to that excuse. And if I didn't have that hardcore habit of morning routine, I wouldn't have worked out today. But it was forcing myself, like, oh, come on, 5 a.m., here we go, same thing every day. I did my journal, I wrote my plan for the day, and at 6 o'clock, it's time to work out. And this is just what we do, because I'm used to it. And I went out there, and I now I purposely pushed myself in a harder workout, and the whole time I'm, like, pissed. Like, look, I'm, I am pissed. I don't want to be doing this. And then somewhere around halfway through that run, something clicked. The right song came on, the right amount of endorphins released in my body, and I got, and I was like, oh yeah, this is who we are. This is, this is what we're about. But if I hadn't forced myself into that routine, if it wasn't such an ingrained habit for me, I would not have, I would not have performed the way I performed today. Or I would have done it, but I would have done it with an unhappy heart, which better to not even do it at all. So, stop being so hard on yourself. Whatever it looks like for you. But the only goal, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, kids are alive, and I did my morning routine. That's where we start. That's a foundational habit that changes everything else. So if you have a day where you get all the things on the to-do list done, and you did, and we took them to the thing, and we all played patty cake on the floor, and like, <laughs> I'm killing it, right? Organic dinner, whatever. <laughs> then gravy, like you did above and beyond. But just baseline, these are the only two things. Kids are alive, morning routine. Because kids are alive, yay. Okay. <laughs> morning routine is for you. 
That's your time. So whatever that needs to be for you every day. And when you have a day where you don't get it, you're not going to beat yourself up because the beauty is that tomorrow you get another chance. You just start again every day. Doing a good job. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, so it, it may just be a season of my life, like we said earlier, but... Um, dealing with exhaustion like my kids are on different nap schedules so I have one that you know they're up for three hours in the morning together then one goes to sleep she wakes up my son goes to sleep he wakes up then she goes to sleep and yeah. then they're both up for three hours so I have no break during the day so the yeah. only time to work on my business is when they're in bed mm -hmm. which I need to be sleeping at that yeah. point too because yeah. I'm getting up in the middle of the night so Absolutely. how do you push past that exhaustion or get yourself through that season of life where you're just like this is tough this is this is really hard. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to give you the, like, I, I do this a lot. I'm like, I'm going to give you the mom answer, mm -hmm. meaning, like, I'm going to pretend I'm your mom right now uh -huh. or your sister. <laughs> you don't. You're graceful with yourself. Mm -hmm. You give yourself, hey, I need five months. I need six months. I need next year. Mm -hmm. And next year, we are going to hit this so hard, and this is going to be incredible because I'm going to have the energy. And the baby's going to be on the same sleep schedule as the other baby, or, mm -hmm. or someone's going to be in preschool, or whatever this looks like for you. Right. But you give yourself that grace. Mm -hmm. The the non like caring, graceful answer is that I also know that there were times in my mom career mm -hmm. where I needed that thing. Yeah. That I was struggling mentally or emotionally, and I needed an outlet that wasn't the baby's. Right. So if it is that, mm -hmm. then is that something that you can? Um, and you have a weekend where you have a partner where you can say, babe, I understand these are two kids. Believe me, I know I'm here with them all week long. Right. I need two hours or three hours on a Saturday where I'm going to go sit at a Starbucks. And frankly, I'm going to do whatever the crap I want to do. <laughs> but I want to go work on the business. And, and, and making sure that your partner gets why. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, if he's working during the week, then I think, too, it's like... Well, I'm tired, you know, right? right. We do that thing. Yes. But if you explain it as, I am feeling really burnt out. And as mm -hmm. weird as this sounds, what I think would be super helpful for me is just some time for my brain to not be a mom. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if, if you can just grant me, like, I just need these two hours. And, and yeah. when would they work best for you? Like, because we're in partnership. We want to do mm -hmm. this well with each other. Is it that I need to get up at six on a Saturday so you have, you know, an hour where the older one's still asleep or whatever, like it, that we right. can, so that I have some time, you've got some time, but I want to ask for this every single Saturday or every single Sunday, mm -hmm. or maybe you have parents in town or someone where you're like mom or something where right. you can, a sister, a friend, someone where you can give yourself just, just that little bit of wiggle room. Mm -hmm. So knowing the difference, if you need it for sanity's sake, yeah. then fight for it. Okay. Because you deserve it. You're working real hard, and you're not asking for the moon. You're asking yeah. for a couple hours for yourself. And does that? What does that look like? Does that look like he or she? I don't know who your partner is. <laughs> so does that look like he helps you? Does that look like we call in some reinforcements with grandma? Does it look like we ask, hey, do you have another friend? This is my favorite thing to do. You got other mom friends? Dude, you want two hours for Starbucks? I want two hours <laughs> for Target. Me. Trade me. Yeah. I'll watch your babies. I will keep them alive for two <laughs> hours. Then on Thursday, you're going to keep mine alive for two hours. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it's about that intentionality of what do I need right yeah. now? And how can I plan my calendar accordingly? Mm -hmm. But you, you fight for what you need. Yeah. 
And I think if you're with a man who's worth his salt, like mm-hmm. most guys want us to be happy, they want to be the hero yeah. of our lives, like that's not asking for much. Like two hours, like calm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything else? I know this may not pertain to y'all, but um, so I went to Rise, Minnesota. Yeah. Me too. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did great, by the way. Thank it you. It really and truly you. did. You couldn't even so tell sick. that. Thank you. Yeah. It was like one of the worst things in my whole life. But then I was like, I could do anything. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. Like, everyone was talking about how great it was. Thank you. Um, so there's actually like a nurses group from Rise. Oh, cool. And a lot of... Um, things that they've been asking is because I I know like I try to do the five to thrive and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and I can generally get most of it in except on those days I work Mm -hmm. and this is a big problem we don't know where to fit in 30 minutes for for a movement well Lord you guys are moving all day day, I know but I think we we all just have it in our mind like we need to yeah because like if I'm working two shifts in a row that second shift when I get off of work I can usually like go to the gym and do 30 minutes or walk my dog or something yeah. like that but it's, there's a lot of people who work overnight too so yeah. everyone's just trying to like it's a what's really the best question. way to do our 30 minutes well so that thank you for asking that because I think this is like um one of the gals who came to life coaching the very first months that we had someone in the audience mm-hmm. um is in a wheelchair and and is paralyzed below her chest Mm -hmm. and she gave me such a gift because she said and every time you say move for 30 minutes that doesn't apply to me and so she she was the one who said like would you start saying meditate so would you say move your body or meditate for 30 minutes so that if you're differently abled I don't feel left out and I'm like Mm -hmm. what a gift for me but even that question is so important because I don't think about that Mm -hmm. so what I would challenge go back to the nurses group and say I feel like you're covered the 30-minute thing for me is about the members of the community who are really struggling, like who right. are not getting off the sofa, okay. who are, you know, watching Netflix. Or I, I just wanted a simple 30 minutes mm-hmm. every day, 30 minutes. You're just moving your body. If you guys are walking 20,000 steps, yeah. <laughs> you got it. So, but you know yourself best. Mm-hmm. If they're if it would help you energy wise on those days that you're able to go to the gym, do it. Mm-hmm. But you know yourself better than me. Please go spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> nurses, nurses are killing it. That that is more like it's funny because it's like move your body thirty minutes. You guys are moving your body for hours. Yeah. So you're covered. You're absolutely you're covered. And you don't even know it. Like I'll you already did the thing. Yeah. Please. I'll take it back, take it to, it back the group. to the people. Because yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of like shift workers and EMS yeah. and well, and I hear we hear too from people who will be like, well, I'm. I'm a doctor and I get up at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. But you say get up an hour earlier. I'm like, come on. That's, yeah, that's the other thing yeah. is we get up so early up. that we're like. So all oh. that is is about finding an hour for yourself. Okay. So it's not about it, the getting up hour earlier is for me what works because mm-hmm. I like that time because no one else is awake. Mm-hmm. But as long as you are finding that hour for you. And some people have to find that hour in 15 minute chunks because mm-hmm. they don't just the way their schedule is. Your new mom. Like, I was like. <laughs> you don't have a full hour to just like do whatever yeah but could you find it in those little moments and I think it's just my hope for five to thrive is just to have people come back and look at their life like if you were looking at your life from up here instead of inside it are there things that you'd want to do differently mm-hmm. would you want to be more intentional in the morning would you want to have that time to work out would you want to be better about your food or your water or your gratitude so it's just I hope a moment to make you pause and kind of see it from a different place okay. mm-hmm. 
but be wise with whatever season or mm -hmm. career that you're in. Because I really want to like promote health for nurses. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the path I want to take. Yeah. Because we treat ourselves so terribly. Yeah. Like it's, you take care of everyone else. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. So I, I just want to be able to like take it back and be like, okay. Yeah. Let me spread. This is how yeah. we're going to do just, it. You yeah. Know? Be graceful. That really is, that note is really about someone that the idea of moving for 30 minutes is like the biggest, hardest obstacle they've heard. Okay. Or for someone who, um, that 30 minutes just walking with their dog mm -hmm. is going to give them the mental like release that they need after a hard day of like being a lawyer. Oh my God, I have to move you, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you want to make sure it's like, there's something great too about like checking that off your list. It is. Yeah, it's like, very, it. yeah. yeah. It's but I, you guys are doing it already. So maybe yeah. on your days off is when you, yeah. you know, go to the gym. And I do great on my days off. Yeah. It's the days I work that I'm like, oh, I got to get all five in today. Yeah. No, don't stress <laughs> about that. You are, you're killing it. You're already killing it without even trying. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone in the Dallas group on Facebook was saying, like, you know, soaps out with myself. I was killing it for three days when I got back from Rise. No, no. And today we're moving, and all I did was pack boxes and move things, and I didn't get in my 30 minutes. And, oh and I'm kind of a voyeur on the page. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. a, a little bit. And I was like... You were packing boxes yeah. and moving all yeah. day long. Yeah. You got your 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what? And I, thank you for this because it's actually a good note. And I'll, I'll post something on social this mm -hmm. week that's like anything we're creating should never be another tool for you to shame yourself. All of the things that we're is like, if you get it, high five. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. This is, but this is not one more thing that you didn't live up to today. This is like the, the high five is in reaching for more. Like if you only right. did one thing, mm -hmm. right? If you only did water, like where you got y'all were at, well, Logan, you'll find out soon, but we're building an app. We're building a Rise app. And one of the things is Five to Thrive is incorporated. So drinking your water and your thing, like you actually can check them off as you go throughout your day. But our rule is like, so we have workouts in there. It's like, did you open the workout? Right? <laughs> you did the workout. Congratulations. Like there is none of this like, oh, you did the whole thing and you did 900. It's like, no, girl, did right. you do seven minutes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. queen. You reached for it. Like that's all we're trying is just a little bit more every single day. But thank you for that perspective because I'll make sure and, and write something. Yeah, I was just like... Yeah. You're moving yeah. houses? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. that's, that's... You might be working harder than you would at the exactly. gym right now. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Seriously, this was, such, this was such a gift, and the Q&A is going to be incredible. People are going to get so much out of it, so... Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank You're you. Dang, I hope that you guys loved that as much as I did. I am always so amazed at the conversations that happen when different people, different backgrounds, different personalities, like all the things come together in a room. So I dug the heck out of those ladies and the insights that they brought into the space with them. I hope you loved it too. And if you liked this episode, don't worry, more are on the way. Be sure and subscribe so that you get a notification every single time we post a new podcast. And thanks for hanging out.